Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Gallup-McKinley County Chamber of Commerce Sacred Wind Center. We are glad you are here. This facility was recently remodeled, and it was done in large part by the generous donations of our business community who made it possible for us to to get this fine room for events such as this tonight. And then Sacred Wind stepped to the plate and is the uh, presenting sponsor of the facility. So we, we thank them for their participation here tonight. We are glad you are here. As I said, we want to uh, um, get started a little bit early tonight on our candidates forum. And the reason we want to do that is we want to recognize, first of all, our elected officials who are in the room. Let them stand and be recognized and say any words that they would like to say tonight. So if you are already in office, an elected official, would you please stand? All right. Uh, Councillor Palachek, Commissioner Baca, our newest councilwoman, Sarah Piano, Judge Sanders, good to see you. And? Oh, thank you, Judge Yazzie. Thank you. I, okay. Would you like to say anything? Anybody want to say anything? Wow, that's a first for politicians. <laughs> All right. This is their time. Okay, I get you. All right, let's give them a, play, a hand. Thanks for being here. Because it's important, even though it's not their race, these, these folks know that they're going to have to work with whoever ends up in these offices. And so it's important that we, uh, we stay involved and engaged. Those of you who are here seeking office in one of the other upcoming races, would you please stand? All right, now I know y'all are going to want to say something, so um, I'll come over here, let you introduce yourself, and then you can uh, um, just who you are, what you're running for, and keep it brief, okay? okay. Sounds right. great. Uh, hi, everybody. My name is Danielle Nota. I am from Tohai County. Um, my clans are Kloge and Kiaani, Torichini Ada Sheche, Ashi Ada Shanale. This is First public appearance uh, since I announced my candidacy, and I am running for uh, McKinley County Assessor. I am a single mother, and I would just like to really briefly uh, introduce my children. Um, my oldest is Briley Dufany, and then I have another one named Brant, but he didn't make it because of uh, after-school activities. Uh, Braven Dufany and Braynell Dufany, and we are all in New Mexico. Uh, my mom is Eleanor Nota, and my dad is the late Leonard Nota Sr. I have six. Oldham, Larson, Nathan, Jerry, Leonard, Sonota. Thank you guys very much. Vote for me. Thank you. Mr. Detsoy, get to you. Hello, everyone. I'm Brent A. Detsoy, running for Magistrate Judge Division One here in McKinley County, and I'm from Twin Lakes, New Mexico. Uh, my clan is and I appreciate everybody's support and I uh, wish everybody good luck, all the candidates here. Thank you. Last but certainly not least, here we go. Good evening, I'm Hermione Chavez. I'm from the Chechukta community. I'm a graduate from the University of New Mexico. I have 25 years of judicial court experience. I'm currently a judicial lead worker at the magistrate court. I understand and, and know the process of court proceedings from traffic, misdemeanor, DWIs, felonies, and civil cases. And I would like to thank you all for your support. Thank you so much. So tonight, it is, give yourselves a round of applause. It is so good to see a full room. You know, oftentimes, oftentimes our elections go poorly unattended, and, and uh, events like this are poorly attended. So 
thank you for being here and for your support of not only the McKinley County Democrats, give them a hand, but also our Gallup McKinley County Chamber of Commerce, all right? I've got to say that when Barry called me the other day, um, I think it was Friday, <clears throat> and said, we want to do a forum with you. What do you think? And I said, sure, we'd love to do that. When do you want to do it? He said, Tuesday. <laughs> I said, well, it doesn't leave us a lot of time. But we got things put together pretty quickly, and it was good. It's been great to work with you, Barry, and... and of McKinley County. Thanks for being here and being a partner. Um, so we are going to start on time. What do you think? We don't punish the punctual, okay? So the Gallup McKinley County Chamber of Commerce, of course, in partnership with our friends at the McKinley County Democrats, are proud to present tonight's forum, which is also being streamed live on Facebook. So if you want to go back and see it, are there, or you miss portions of a, 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 an answer to a question, or if you just want to review it again, you can do that. It's also being recorded on KGLP, and that will be aired on Friday at 11, I am being told. So, yes? Saturday at 5. Saturday at 5. Okay. Check, check your listings. Okay. KGLP, Saturday at 5. All right. Um, we ask that at this time you please silence your cell phones. Um, tonight's forum is being, again, broadcast live um, on Facebook. Um, so, a little housekeeping. If you need to use the restroom, it is through the exit door there, down the hall to the right, okay? Um, and there are two facilities there. One is kind of like a unisex bathroom, the other is just a traditional bathroom. So um, we can get you taken care of in a number of different ways, okay? Um, our goal is to be out of here close to eight o'clock tonight, so an hour and a half for the forum. Um, the evening is your opportunity as a voter to gather some information on each of the candidates. The questions that will be asked this evening have not been provided to the candidates in advance. They have been formulated by the McKinley County Democrats and by the representation on our Chamber of Commerce board, um, which represents the business community. I realize you probably have questions, and so do the McKinley County Democrats. This will be your opportunity to get together with these folks tonight and ask them those questions following the forum. It would be impossible for us to field all of the questions from the audience and keep this timely and orderly. So that is why we've come up with the questions we've come up with. So we ask that you re uh, respect that. Um, and while we have done our best uh, to cover many areas, I'm sure there are going to be questions that you have. So please get with the candidates. They would love to talk to you about answering the questions that you have. Um, we ask you at all times, of course, to be professional and polite as the candidates answer these questions. For those of you who have never stepped into this arena and put your toe in the water to run for office, it takes a lot of courage and you have to have a lot of passion for the job. So congratulations to each of you and thank you for being courageous enough to be here tonight and to run for office and to, to want to serve. Um, your desire to serve is truly appreciated, and you will each be given tonight two minutes to open. This is your opportunity to introduce yourself and to detail the reasons why you are seeking the office of McKinley County Sheriff. You will have two minutes to answer each question. If you wish to respond to an answer given by another candidate, we would ask that you first answer the question directed to you and then use the balance of your time to address any answer that you want to give in response. Following the question and answer portion of tonight's forum, 
You will then each be allowed three minutes for a closing statement. Um, in the back, we have um, Shelby. Where are you? There you are. She will stand up. When you have 30 seconds left, she will stand up and show you that 30-second card. When that 30 seconds has expired, she will show you a stop, and we want you to wrap up whatever you're saying. Don't make me be the bad guy. Okay? There will be a giant hook that comes down out of the ceiling, snatches you up out of your chair, and puts you back out on 66. So, <clears throat> there you go. Um, <laughs> um, so, the, everybody got the ground rules? Two minute open, two minutes to answer, and a three minute close, okay? Um, at this time, I'd ask that uh, Mr. Barry Clopper uh, take the microphone for a few minutes and introduce uh, his, his team from the McKinley County Democrats. Barry? Yes, my name is Barry Klopfer. I'm the chair of the McKinley County Democrats, and it is with pleasure to do our first co-sponsor uh, with the chamber. And I appreciate all the hard work our chamber does for us, and this is a great example of that. I mean, yeah, it's no joke that I crashed this news on Mr. Lee at the last minute at the end of the week, and his spectacular team put together live streaming, you know, the, the flyers and promotion, and I also appreciate the members of the media that are here on such late notice as, as well. Thank you all for attending. Uh, all of you for having the courage to for public office. That's no easy feat, you know. Um, all of you can attest none of the questions uh, that we've prepared, we've talked to you about in advance, and maybe that causes some anxiety, I don't know, but certainly not as much as you'll be facing when you're elected and, and protecting us in the county. Much, much bigger fish to fry. So thank you all for coming with such late notice. Um, I'm going to be asking the, the first question on behalf of the Democrats, and, and then we're going to be alternating with the and the Democrats asking questions. Assisting me today is Christopher Vian, if you could stand up. And uh, Mr. Vian's our county party treasurer. He wears hats in the community and is also an elected official and a union steward and an overall great guy. So thank you, Christopher, for helping. And uh, I guess I'll return the mic to you, Mr. Lee. Thank you, Barry. We'll get to our first question in a minute. Um, I would also like to introduce uh, our team here at the chamber. You, of course, met Shelby Rodriguez, who is your official timekeeper tonight. Behind the, uh, behind the uh, camera there, it's a cell phone, but it's a camera, okay? <laughs> All right? Technology is a wonderful thing. Behind the uh, camera tonight, we have Lori Parra, who is our membership and program services director. I should point out that Shelby is our visitor center specialist. She takes care of uh, the tourists that come in on a regular basis to our, our facility. And then in the back there, um, I couldn't run the chamber without this lady, Cecilia Perez, who is our operations director. So, Cecilia. So, um, they'll be keeping time, keeping track of things. Um, and again, uh, 30 seconds and stop are going to be important tonight. Okay? Um, Cecilia is going to make sure that I stay on point um, and don't ramble too much, and she's probably giving me the wrap-up signal right now. So I'm going to ask questions on behalf of the chamber, and we are going to begin this way, okay? Um, when we begin the questions, we're going to begin 
by asking questions of each candidate in alphabetical order. So, Mr. El Reno, um, we are going to start with you for the first question. Okay, you'll answer first. The second question, you'll answer first, Matt. The third question, you'll answer first. Fourth, you'll answer first. So on and so forth, okay? So that's how we'll handle it. Yes, Rachel. Yeah. It, it clips, yeah. So, yeah, hold the mic down toward the bottom. So, but before we get to the questions, you each have two minutes to open. We will just go in alphabetical order to do your opening as well, okay? So, with that, we are ready to get underway. Timekeeper, are you ready, Shelby? Ready. All right. El Reno Henio, are you ready, sir? Is that microphone on? Did we get it on? Got the green light? Okay, then we're set to go. Um, two minutes when, once you start. Thank you. Yate, hello. Kishi, hola. Um, my name is Alrino Hino. I'm from McKinley County, Thuru, New Mexico. I have 26 years law enforcement. I did eight years with Navajo Nation Police, Crown Point District. I rose through the ranks here with McKinley County from deputy to sergeant to where I'm at now, I'm a lieutenant, okay. Why I am running for sheriff's office, I'll tell you why. I seen the day-to-day -day operations, uh, we do good. Um, I, I have new ideas. That's when you know you're, when you're ready to lead is uh, you start coming up with ideas, new ways of doing things. So that's why I'm running for sheriff's office. Um, I believe I have what it takes with working with the Navajo Nation. Um, I know Navajo Nation law. I know the cultural side of the Navajo Nation. Um, I've worked with all ethnicities here in Gallup. Um, and I'm ready to lead, as you're sure. Good evening, everybody. Everybody, uh, my name is Matt Hubanks or Matthew Hubanks. Uh, asking your for your support to run as McKinley County or to elect me as McKinley County Sheriff. Uh, brief history about me: uh, moved here in 1991 uh, from Colorado with my parents, and uh, minus a two-year stint moving to Nebraska and working for my uncle on his dairy and his ranch, came back and made Gallup-McKinley County my home, as well as uh, El Reno Henio. Uh, he and I graduated high school together in Thoreau, so uh, I'm a Thoreau-McKinley County boy too. Uh, so I have 20 years law enforcement experience. I started with the New Mexico State Police as a dispatcher and then to, uh, moved over to the McKinley County Sheriff's Office, started as a civil deputy, and then went through the ranks and uh, patrol deputy, patrol sergeant, um, then became an investigator. Uh, then I was a uh, lieutenant and then became a chief investigator back into investigations and then finally ended my career as uh, administrative lieutenant. Uh, currently right now my wife and I have uh, been retired from the sheriff's office for five years. Uh, my wife and I, Jerry, who's sitting right there, my beautiful wife, uh, she is my co-partner and we own Red Rock Security and Patrol here in Gallup. So we service security to many organizations and uh, businesses throughout McKinley County providing jobs to uh, people. Um, I want to bring back, as your sheriff, I want to bring back community policing 
and making uh, the people of McKinley County, you know, to hear their voice. Uh, I'm invested in this community. I've uh, been a charitable uh, person in volunteering my time with civic organizations and uh, giving back to the community. So thank you and I appreciate your support uh, for running for McKinley County Sheriff. Hi, my name is Paul Lucero. A lot of you know who I am. Um, I was born and raised right here in, in Gallup, New Mexico. Uh, my family's been here for going on six generations now. Um, and I'm running for sheriff because I want to make sure and do the right thing for our community. And I want to give a voice to the people in the community. The people in the community really need a voice in the sheriff's department. I want to have that open door policy. I want to have the community policing. Um, I want to make sure that we get up to speed in 2022. Um, there's a lot of things that we can implement here that I want to implement. I have a plan to do that. And anybody can ask me questions anytime they want. Call me, Facebook, whatever you may, and I'll answer those questions for you. Um, again, I appreciate your vote, and I'll do the best I can. I'm not doing this job to get the title. It's not about the title. I'm not running for a title. I'm running to do the job, and the job needs to be done. Um, I'm not sure how we feel about the last eight years, but I know from this point on, uh, we need to do a change, and it's, I think it's time for a change. And that I will implement on a daily basis, and I will be here. I'm not going to disappear on you. I will be here, I will work, and it's not going to be just 8 to 5, it's going to be 24-7. And again, I thank you for your support. Thank you. Um, thank you for everybody that's coming here. Uh, my name is Francie Martinez. Uh, I am from Yamato. Uh, my clan is Amtoge, uh, born for Kiaani. And uh, So the reason why uh, I want to be your next sheriff is that I have the skills to actually run an organization. I have my uh, credentials to back me up on these. I mean, I have associate degree in criminal justice out of the UNM here. And I also have a minor education uh, under my bachelor's degree with uh, Western New Mexico University. I also uh, have the, uh, the, the skills to manage the, a police department under Northwestern University, which is a school of, uh, school of staff and command is what it's called. And some of the things that, that, that I would like to do is just to, to concentrate on the, the organization itself, which is the, the Sheriff's Department and the community. We all, we're all here for a reason. We're all here to make sure that our communities are safe. And that's the one, one priority we have, to make it safe for the people that, that live in those communities. Those, those people that live in those communities are my friends and my, and my family to start off with. And then that's the reason why uh, I chose to submit my name. Although I'm the only candidate that's coming in from the outside, but I believe I have the skills that I have that I've gained while, I'm with the, while I was with the Gallup Police Department. I have a 26 years of law enforcement experience with the Gallup Police Department in many entities, okay? I'm a general instructor and in, in, in different categories and that I think that I have to share with the, the other uh, 
police officers within the organization. So I appreciate your support on June 7th. Thank you. Well, I'd like to also thank everybody for being here tonight. In front of you is a group of very interesting individuals since we all work together. All of us have worked together at one point in time or are currently working together now. So that is kind of a neat thing to see in our sheriff's race. My name is James Mariano. Uh, first and foremost, I am a believer in God and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal savior. And that always comes first in my life. Next is my family. My wife, Angel, is in the back. And we raised uh, a blended family of five beautiful children together. We have three grandchildren who I love to visit with on a regular basis. And it is the most beautiful gift I think I've ever received in my life. Uh, I've been here in McKinley County for the last 30 years. The last 21 of those years I've been in law enforcement. The last 18 of those with the McKinley County Sheriff's Office. Um, I too, just like Lieutenant Henio, ran um, up through the ranks of the Sheriff's Office as both a deputy on patrol, worked in the DWI unit, our drug and addiction division, um, and then worked my way through some supervisory stuff. So I was a patrol sergeant, patrol lieutenant, and then I had an opportunity to move into the office as a lieutenant. Oh, I touched the part I'm not supposed to part. Okay. Um, and currently I serve as the undersheriff for Ron Silversmith. I've been there for two and a half years as the undersheriff, and in that time we've had an amazing opportunity to open up some programs, and that's why I'm running for sheriff, to try to keep those programs going. Those programs are our K-9 unit, which is up and going, working on the interstates and in our community. Our internship program that helps our youth to get a jump start in the workplace, and they, we've had 22 of our local youth, college members, and high school members come to our office to learn about law enforcement and work with us. Um, the other programs that we have going, um, I would like to continue. Our DWI task force is up and running. Our drug interdiction unit and narcotics unit is up and running, and we want the opportunity to continue these programs and to push forward with the things that you're already seeing on Facebook. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you so much. And, you know, um, as, uh, as uh, Mr. Mariano pointed out, um, this is a, a, a rather uniquely qualified field of candidates before you. Um, it's a tough decision for all of us. So um, hopefully tonight we get some clarity. But before we start those questions, each one of you put your life on the line for us and our safety and security and for our families on a regular basis. And for that, we truly thank you. Big All right, first question comes from our friends at McKinley County Democrats. So Barry, um, I'll turn the microphone over to you. And Mr. Henny, you will be the first to answer the first question. He said alphabetical order, um, but I'm a little suspicious given you're our token Republican on the, on the stage there. So thank you for agreeing to come, Lieutenant, being a good sport, rallying with all of us Democrats. Um, and on that note, if after today's uh, uh, um, event, if anyone would like to know more information about coming to our Democratic meetings, please uh, get in touch with me or, or Chris or Deanne or any of the number of participating folks here today. I'm all glad to get you that contact information. Okay. Um, so my first question is, 
When the BLM rallies were occurring in Gallup in the summer of 2020, some local residents were inquiring about whether they could assist law enforcement with maintaining order over the protesters. This has led to questions in our community of the place of a volunteer reserve deputy police force. The New Mexico Supreme Court uh, ruled in SNMV Wright in January of this year that the uh, arrest by a non-commissioned volunteer reserve deputy was per se unconstitutional. So my question is to you is, uh, do you support a reserve volunteer program in any sort of capacity? And if yes, how so? Yes, I would say I do um, support it. Reserves are always good to have. They're extra manpower. Um, and they're volunteers. You know, I've worked with the reserve program before. Um, as a firearms instructor, I even trained them before. Um, they're good people. But you have to watch what they do. You have to be beside them on what they're going to do. Um, we were actually thinking about starting up a reserve program recently. So yes, I would support that, but I would really watch and maintain how they're trained, what they can and can't do, and their understanding of what they can and can't do. might have forgot the question pull me and I'll ask the question again okay uh, regarding the reserve program and if I support it and uh, yes I do support it when I started with the sheriff's office as a civil deputy I uh, as a civil deputy I was also a reserve deputy for the McKinley County Sheriff's Office uh, under Frank Gonzalez and uh, it was a very good program there was roughly about 10 or 12 of us that were on the reserve program uh, it was people who care about their community giving back to their community and taking the time uh, out of their lives to support our community and support our law enforcement local law enforcement here in McKinley County um, you know uh, I agree that the reserve program needs to be um, under strict supervision, uh, we can't, you know, they can't, they don't have the laws of arrest as such as a police officer does, and they need to be under control of a certified police officer at all times when they're out there volunteering. Uh, so uh, we did have a program to where we were training our reserve deputies, and I was able to be a part of that along with uh, former deputies and uh, supervisors with the McKinley County Sheriff's Office back in. Uh, 15, 20 years ago. So yes, I do support it. And as long as it's under control and the uh, volunteers are with a certified deputy at all times. Absolutely. Um, I do agree that we do need a reserve program. I started a reserve program many years ago, Gallup Police Department. Um, there is some changes that have been done over the years. We have to make sure that we follow the state and local guidelines, obviously we have a policy in place right now at the Sheriff's Department. We have to look at that and make sure that we're following that policy. Um, if we do implement it, we have to make sure that they get the proper training, not just through us, but through the state of New Mexico. Um, once we do that and see that we're following the proper guidelines, absolutely, I think it's a great idea. It's needed in our community because there's only so many deputies right now. My understanding there's 43 slots right now, and we're, I think we have 33 right now, so we're 10 short. Um, that's huge. 
Um, obviously, that's a, something we had to address when we get back in there. Um, as you know, I was the under sheriff there for four and, um, four and a half years, and I don't remember being 10 officers short or deputies. That so we really need to have a program so we have some help, especially on times like right now when we're 10 deputies short. So I think it's a real good idea. I would have to agree, and I would say yes. Uh, back when I started, we had uh, reserve officers that would uh, that were really beneficial. Uh, working within this area, we have a lot of events that come out during the summers, and then the summers coming around, and then these these events when we need manpower. I remember one time when we used to use work the, uh, the ceremonial. We used to have everybody involved. Gallup PD, McKinley County, Navajo Nation, you know, state police, you know, even that itself was not enough. So um, we have to really make sure that we train them right, you know? So the, the, big, the biggest thing for me is probably training. We need to train them and make sure that we give them the, the training that we provide them are accredited through our, our academy, through Santa Fe because that's very important, because when something comes up, when liability issue comes up, they're gonna start question, questioning who trained them, where, where, where they were training, and if the training was accredited. And, the, and I think that's the biggest thing that there is, is that we need to make sure that we train these individuals right and how to handle themselves, and uh, take care of themselves, and when they venture off, you know, uh, sometimes that happens, because I, I saw that myself, so. But yes, I would, I would agree that we need reserves. Okay, so you're mentioning the BLM case law, correct? During the BLM riot? Um, you, want, you want me to repeat the question? Sure. I know you're the last one. Wait, start the timer over. <laughs> <laughs> we, we haven't started the timer on yet. Oh, man. No, we'll... we'll, we'll when the BLM rallies were occurring in Gallup in the summer of 2020, some local residents were inquiring about whether they could assist law enforcement with maintaining order over the protesters. This has led to questions in our community of the place of a volunteer reserve deputy police force. The New Mexico Supreme Court ruled in State of New Mexico versus Wright in January of this year that the arrest by a non-commissioned volunteer reserve deputy was unconstitutional. And so the question was, do you support a reserve volunteer program in any capacity? And if yes, how so? Okay, thank you for clarifying that. So the New Mexico Constitution and state statute allow for the sheriff to swear in a posse, right? So a reserve deputy unit. So if you guys remember old Western movies, you raise your right hand, you've been sworn in, and off you go on horses, right? So that's the reserve deputy unit. Those reserves uh, are not full-time salaried commissioned officers, they're sworn in for a particular purpose, whether they serve over a duration of time or whether they're just brought in for an isolated incident. So the answer to the question of do we support it, yes, we do support it, and we are currently working on revamping that policy and its training program, that's the big key. Getting the appropriate training for the individuals involved to make sure when they go out on the street they can perform the function correctly, and as Matt said, in the presence of another deputy. So they wouldn't act alone, they would work on behalf of us to help us with large events, search and rescue missions, uh, parades, other large projects where they could be an asset. And then these folks would just be members of the community, 
who are already employed, already have full-time jobs, probably pay more than being a law enforcement officer, and it just gives them the opportunity to come and work with us, and it gives us the opportunity to have a supplemental police force in the event that we have an incident that goes down, or in the event that we just need assistance for whatever project is coming up that particular month, that day, or pre-planned projects like the ceremonial or something else. Thank you, James. If you would just pass that down to Matt, he'll be next. I ask everybody to silence their cell phones, and my cell phone rings. <laughs> it works. Our next question this evening, um, and Matt, you will answer this first, okay? Um, and then on to Paul, Francie, and James, and then back to El Reno. If you Google Gallup McKinley County crime rates, full pages of alarming and negative results appear. The chamber has followed the statistics on crimegrade.org because we feel they are transparent um, and they are nonpartisan um, and they have a, a pretty simplistic approach to the numbers. Here's what they report. McKinley County is in the one first percentile for safety, meaning 99% of counties are safer and 1% of counties are more dangerous. This analysis applies to McKinley County's proper boundaries only. The rate of crime in McKinley County is 181.71 per 1,000 residents during a standard year. Your chance of being a victim of crime in McKinley County may be as high as one in four. CrimeGrade.org does not um, say that these numbers are completely accurate. They note that the numbers may appear inflated considering the number of people who visit the area during the day but do not live here. Ultimately though, crime happens where people are, whether they live here or not. The numbers, whether completely accurate or not, are devastating to any long-term growth or prosperity for our area. It is not difficult to understand when people Google what they see creates hardship for us. It's not hard to understand why we cannot attract young professionals and their families, tourists, expanding businesses. There is little doubt that the increasing crime rate in McKinley County must be curbed if we are to create quality of place. If you're elected as sheriff, what role would the department play and what is your plan to attack the alarming increase in crime? That was a good question. Um, Today's society is, I would say, is getting dangerous out there. You're thinking, people are afraid. Um, we need to, first, we need the manpower. Right now, law enforcement, throughout whatever agency you're working for, you know, we're shorthanded. So trying to get that manpower up so we can get more people out there to make our streets safer. All right, also making our police officers accountable for their actions, okay? whether the, you know, whatever agency that they're walking for. A law enforcement officer's job is not done until they get a judgment and sentence or a disposition or a dismissal from the courts, okay? Their job is not done until they get that paperwork, okay? So they need to see it through. Um, you know, and working with the district attorney's office, working with uh, the attorneys from the district attorney's office and even the public defenders in trying to work on getting uh, rehabilitation to somewhat to some extent for the people who need it all right uh, so getting the manpower out there working and getting the com uh, 
community policing, all right? Being out there and getting involved with the community. Uh, instead of uh, just sitting in your unit and uh, just waiting for that next call. We need to be out there, be proactive. A lot of times we're out there by ourselves and we may need the help from our citizens out there. You know, but our citizens, you know, with this day and age, police officers are getting a bad rap and everything, but we need to change that as well. And by getting out there and working in the community, um, you know, and it's, you know, making people accountable for their actions and you know, teaching our kids Start them at a young age, everything, telling them, teaching them what's right and what's wrong. Okay, you know they're our next generation. They're, they're going to be our next leaders in this area, so they need to be responsible, learn to be responsible, and the only way they're going to learn that is by watching us adults, everything. So we got to lead by example, and that's what I want to do as your next uh, sheriff is lead by example, being out there for the community and trying to change it, change what we can, everything. We're not going to be able to change everything but we can darn sure try. Thank you. That's a good question because it's part of my plan, the answer, and the answer is, is being proactive, not being reactive. And right now, um, even when I was in sheriff for four and a half years, uh, we were reactive, and I was in the, in the process of formulating a plan that I'd like to continue, and that plan is is working with other agencies. We got to work, we got to cross commission the Gallup Police Department. We got to, we actually have to work with the DEA. We have to work with FBI, which I did a lot when I was under sheriff. Um, some of these cases, we got habitual offenders that keep coming in and out, in and out, jail, nothing's been happening to them. But if we adopt those cases and we get it to the FBI and they adopt it, which I did when I was there, and I was just getting started with it. Right before I left, I met with DEA, FBI, uh, even had Homeland Security there, um, Border Patrol was there. We all met in my office because we had a plan that we were getting ready to formulate because we have to work as a team. There's not enough of us in law enforcement, not just in, here in McKinley County, but in the whole state. And we have to work as a team. And we can't have a closed door policy. We have to have an open door policy for the FBI, the DEA. Um, and that's how you curb it. You could curb this problem that we're having if you work as a team. But we have to be willing to do that. And I need the people in the community got to work with us. When we need things that have to get done in our community, I, and, and I'm looking for your support. If I have to go look for money, whatever it may be, I'm going to reach out to the community and say, look, I need your support. I can't do it on my own. If I have the support of the community, then we can do this. But it takes a plan, and we got we to implement this plan. And it's going to take a lot of hard work. It's not going to happen overnight. But we got to open those doors with the other agencies. Homeland Security, I had, a, I had a deputy that was training with them for a year. And they, were, they come back and they help you. They help you with money, they help you with manpower. They can go on the reservation. Perfect, because they can go, they're feds, they can go out there. I can't go out there and arrest somebody on, on the reservation, but if I go with, with Homeland Security, guess what? We can arrest them. And we need to be able to do that to our neighbors around us in our community. We have a checkerboard area that people need our help. And obviously we're reactive because there's, there's only three or four deputies per shift and we're reacting to calls, but how do you be proactive? You need more manpower. You need to work with other agencies. Um, if you have, if, for example, if you have DWI task force, you only have one deputy working in the middle of the week in, in one area that they're only allowed to go. How do we get DWIs if we're doing that? 
if we cross commission with Gallup Police Department and we do saturation together, we could hit wherever we want on a Friday and Saturday night. You know, Friday and Saturday nights is when the DWIs are out more often. This is what we can do. But it takes a lot of effort, a lot of planning, and like I said, you have to open those doors to other agencies. Thank you. Well, I'm going to have to agree with that. So some of the information that these my colleagues here uh, have uh, imposed, um, being visible, being visible out there on these roads and within our cities and within our counties, because uh, McKinley County is really pretty big. Um, so, with with that being said, is that the, our the reason why our crime is kind of high is that some of them are re people that come in, into our communities and re are repeat offenders, you know, and then and then uh, we need to make sure that we rely on the resources that we have with the courts, you know, that we may, we need to get them back on their feet, you know, there's there's a lot of resources out there, you know. We need the community's uh, uh, assistance. A lot of times when we, we get a call of a crime being committed, we get there and it's already, the person's long time gone, you know, he's gone already, so. Then we, we have to make sure that we train our officers to investigate these, uh, these crimes and then and get these people that, that should be held accountable, you know? And then uh, and when, when that happens, I mean, there's, like I said, there's resources that are out there to, to make sure that, that, that we can use to help us prosecute. You know, there's victim advocate that we can use to make sure that, that these individuals are not victimized again, you know? And there's some uh, resources out there, like uh, just recently I was introduced to leads, you know, people that are, that are uh, drug users, you know? That's another alternative that's out there, another resources that's out there to, to uh, people to use, you know? I think that's probably one of the big things here is that uh, we need to help these people. I mean, there might be criminals to us, but they're, they're human beings too also, you know? Some of them are distant, distant relatives of ours, you know? And we have to take that, we don't take that into account. We really need to be out there and helping them, you know? I have relatives out there that are, are Sick, are sick, you know, and, and dealing with these issues, you know. So we need to make sure that we meet them halfway. We need to meet them halfway. We need to meet the community halfway. So I think that that's what we need to do, you know. Without that, you know, we, 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 we need your help as community members, you know. You guys invest in us, you know. We work for you guys, all you guys out here. But we need help to make sure that we do what we, we're supposed to do. Thank you. So Bill, in your question, you asked about economic development and tourism, correct? Well, yeah, that it's hard to attract young professionals and families and tourists and expand businesses. I'm oh, sorry. Sorry. Hard, hard to expand uh, businesses, attract tourists, young professionals and their families based on what they see when they pull up McKinley County crimes? Hmm. Well, the research that I did showed us three out of 100 for a score. So 100 being the best town, one being the worst. And we scored three out of 100, but I don't feel that way. I live here and I don't feel like it's quite that bad, but we do have an issue. 
some of the issues that we have are drug abuse and alcohol abuse. And if you look through the reports and the offenses that happen in McKinley County, most of the common denominators have to do with alcohol or drugs being involved in those property crimes like burglary, shoplifting. And so that crime rate being up is directly linked to our drug use issue and our alcohol abuse problem. And so we have to address those two problems head on in order to affect it. There's not enough cops in this entire community to get ahead of that problem. There just isn't that many cops. So we're gonna to have to address the problem first. So we have treatment centers like Four Corners Recovery. We have other treatment centers and programs that are out there willing to help these people. And as we arrest these folks for the crimes that they commit, put them through the court system, they think it's appropriate that along with community service and time served in jail, they're either given the resources that they need to get to a treatment center or something happens in that element to allow those folks the help that they need to recover and come back out. And then we assist them, we as community members assist them in becoming productive members of our community. We don't have a choice besides that. It is about holding people accountable. If people commit crimes, and I understand that under the influence of alcohol and drugs, it's an issue and we hear things like, well, they were just drunk or oh, they were on drugs. Well, it doesn't excuse a crime being committed. We all suffer with issues in our own lives and it doesn't give us an excuse to commit a crime. So I think once the crime is committed, we've crossed that threshold and it needs to be dealt with in that manner. And it needs to be harsh enough that we are able to teach and re-educate our community that crimes like that are not acceptable. We are not gonna accept that as community members. And then once they've learned that lesson, then we have an opportunity to walk in and help them. Help them to succeed in our community, help them to do the things that they need to do in our community. This goes for anybody. So that's my answer to that. Thank you. Um, back down to uh, Mr. Hennio. He did not get a chance to. <laughs> okay. Um, I used to work for Naval Police. I've been out there where you're the only person out there. You're the only one in the community that they look to. No backup, nothing. And carrying on and through my career, I learned a lot. I'm watching the undersheriff, the lieutenants, the patrol sergeants, all the way up to the number one guy, sheriff. Came to me, my conclusion is you want the best intel, not something you read on the internet or paper, is to see it yourself. As a sheriff, I will be out there. I will be out there in a mark unit in uniform to see firsthand, get the real info, what needs to be done out there. That's the best way to address it, because just like trends, crime changes, crime moves. You shut down one drug house, another one pops up. Um, there's a problem with a certain individual, you get to know who that problem is. Um, I think that's one of the best ways to address that, to help your, your outlook on the terrorism and stuff like that. That's it. Thank you. All right, Chris, you've got the next question. All right, thank you very much. Um, the State Democratic Party argues that the war on drug has led to the imprisonment of millions of Americans, disproportionately black, indigenous, and Hispanic, without reducing the use of drugs. And I think as a previous question has just shown us, this is an issue for our community as well. With cannabis having become recently legalized, what lessons can we learn from the felt approach that is the war on drug in order to address the health needs of those who use harder drugs than marijuana and those who abuse alcohol? 
Well, obviously, it's it's now in law. We all know. Um, so it's, we're going to have a whole new set of problems to deal with as far as um, cannabis, and that's going to be impairment driving. Um, there's going to be a lot of issues that are going to come up with that, and it's going to be a whole new learning curve for law enforcement, and we're going to have to address that. And some of the ideas I have is obviously we need to make sure that we have um, the proper facilities um, for substance abuse. Um, and we need to work with those facilities in McKinley County so we could address those issues from the heart of the problem. The heart of the problem is it's not just um, marijuana or cannabis. It, can, it could be alcohol. It could be many other types of drugs that we see. We see a lot of different types of drugs now um, that we didn't see maybe back in the 60s, 70s. We're seeing things that are a lot more lethal than they were back then. Um, and so what happens is that they get addicted quicker. So because of that, um, we really need to have um, our officers trained. And, and that's happening, not as, as fast as all of us would like, but we have to get trained to how to deal with these people. Um, it's not just you know, locking them up and throwing the key away. It's about actually going to the heart of the problem. And as a sheriff, I would definitely reach out to the resources we have in our community. And, and so we could deal with this um, head on. And it's going to be a problem, but it's going to be a learning curve for all of us. Thank you very much. So with the legalization of cannabis, uh, yes, uh, we will be, we'll, we'll be really impact on that. But I mean, it's not new uh, from my point of view because uh, there's still some activities that are occurring there in regards to uh, cannabis. You know, people still uh, uh, drive under the influence of, of cannabis, you know, and, and but there's still some things that we can still enforce. I mean, some of these, uh, there's some guidelines that I believe that were in place in, in, in reference to these uh, cannabis. And then uh, we need to make sure that we uh, train our officers. And then one of the biggest thing that, that I will impose as sheriff is that the DRE, you know, DRE, uh, I don't know, if, well, maybe some of you guys are familiar with it. You know, DRE is a drug re recognition expert. And those are used for DWIs and as a former DREs, I mean, uh, uh, we go through a series of evaluation, you know, and in regards to that, to if a person is believed to be under the influence of uh, cannabis or the other seven categories of the drugs that, that they, they introduce. And also, uh, and training the officers for A-Ride. A-Ride is, is prerequisite for to get into the DRE. DRE is not really, really, I mean, it's a really complex training. So you need to have that prerequisite to get into that program. And, uh, and uh, A-Ride is one of them. And, and, and it's free, first of all. It's free for officers. It's free because the, the state pays for that kind of stuff. All we need to do is that we need to get the, some, some of these officers interested in taking this training. You know, it, it's, it's available for everybody. And it's not only recognized here in Gallup, it's also recognized throughout the country in, in, in regards to DRE. So uh, I believe that we, we need to really improve because everything's evolving every day. Uh, who knows what's going to happen this coming July again? You know, new laws are coming out, so we have to adjust. So we will definitely have to seek assistance from, uh, from our uh, courts, from our DA's office, 
in regards to uh, tackling these issues that, that, that comes up um, for our law enforcement officers. Thank you. So June 29th, 2021 marked the legalization of recreational marijuana in New Mexico, and, but it came with limitations, but that's not what you read in the headlines and that's not what you saw. What you saw is it was legalized and it caused confusion. So we got with some agencies up in Colorado to say, what did you guys do when this happened to you and what happened? And the first thing that they told us was it caused a huge amount of confusion between the public and law enforcement because the go-between was law enforcement. We're telling you what you're doing is illegal, but I'm reading in a newspaper that it's legal. And so where, where is the disconnect? So, um, let's see, April, yeah, April 1st. So April 1st, they legalized it for the sale and we saw all the lines and the dispensaries here in town. And so Richard Reyes from The Independent reached out. We posted on Facebook the best we could to simplify the rules that came out to try to educate people. If you're gonna use it for health, recreation, for safety, you're gonna have to do, you're gonna have to recreationally use it in a safe way and a lawful way, and people didn't understand what that meant. So we're doing the best we can to communicate with the public how to use it safely, what can you do, what can't you do. Just like the rest of the guys said, it's still unlawful to drive under the influence, but people don't recognize that or understand that. So you see cars rolling down the street with smoke rolling out the windows and other things are happening. Everybody's like, it's legal. So it's a matter of communication. To answer your question directly, it's a matter of communication. The other thing that we did is knowing this was coming, we sent all the sheriff's deputies to um, a ride class, which is advanced roadside impairment detection and enforcement to understand the differences between alcohol and drug usage when it comes to driving a motor vehicle. And all our deputies completed that a few months ago. So that's my answer. Thank you. Uh, could you repeat the question again? <laughs> After hearing all day, got watered down. <laughs> all right. So the state Democratic Party position is that the war on drugs has led to the imprisonment of millions of individuals, disproportionately people of color, and that it has failed. The legality of or with recreational marijuana becoming legal, what lessons can be learned from the failed war on drugs? to address the health needs of hard drug users and alcohol abusers? <clears throat> I can kind of relate to this. I always had this question in my mind. Uh, due to all the DWIs we have, the crashes, the fatals, um, what if one day the Navajo Nation legalized alcohol on the res? Yeah. You know, now we're here in New Mexico and they legalize marijuana. It's just like if the Navajo Nation did that the first. What do you see come from that? You can tax it, use that for programs for people with abusive problems. Um, it'll definitely cut down on the traveling to go get it. Um, maybe the crashes. We're in the early stages of that. We'll see what's gonna happen in the next couple of years, where we're gonna be from that. Um, I've been on other reservations that have uh, legalized alcohol. One is the Hickory Apache Reservation. Uh, you hardly hear of anything going on up there. So that's just a big what if. So we'll wait and see. The way our society is changing, right? Here, um, you know, so um, there are already laws. There's been laws in, in our New Mexico statute and criminal code book that I've addressed 
the uses of DWI, drugs, marijuana, uh, you know, so, I mean, the laws are already there. They've already been in place. We just got to enforce them, okay? Um, been there for years. Uh, that's where we as law enforcement, we got to try to, you know, combat that in working with our district attorney's office and our public defenders and um, in trying to get treatment for the people who are under the influence or who are addicted to this narcotic, marijuana, cannabis, any prescription drugs. Um, well, on a personal note, being a business owner uh, that requires a state licensure uh, to have employees, our employees are required to be state licensed, and part of that agreement and part of that program is you cannot be under the influence of a narcotic or alcohol and be employed as a security officer or so whatever um, agency that requires some state licensures. You know, so uh, trying to get people to come back to work and if they're under and if we have you know automatic drug testing, if they come up positive with marijuana, they cannot become a security officer. So. As a business owner, I have found that it is very difficult to find employees, and now they're saying, you know, well, it's legalized now. Well, I'm sorry, yeah, it may be legalized, but you still can't be, you still have restrictions. So those restrictions are still in place, okay? And the laws are still there, everything. So we gotta, uh, if it's a problem, you know, we need to try to get people help, all right? Uh, don't let it control them, everything, because it's a controlling. Uh, a lot of people call marijuana the gateway drug, okay? That could be said as an alcohol as well. Uh, so uh, it's going to be challenging, and uh, we just got to roll with the punches, everything, and see what we can do. But the laws are already there in place. They are in the criminal code statute book. All right. That leads us to our next question. Candidates, you're doing great. Um, this question from the Gallup-McKinley County Chamber of Commerce and um, our representative board of the business community. Uh, please note that this is a three-part question, okay? And so if you need me to repeat, when it comes your time, please don't hesitate to ask. Recruitment and retention of trained deputies, department morale, multi-law enforcement jurisdictional issues, increasing crime, increased narcotics trafficking. These are but a few of the problems the new sheriff will have to face. New Mexico law only requires our elected sheriff to work a minimum number of hours. This may shock some of you in the audience. The sheriff is required to be in the office eight hours a month. Is it your intention to be a full-time sheriff? What do you see as the department's biggest challenge? And what is your plan to address that problem? We'll start with you, Francie. Okay, the big, the big is uh, how can I change that eight hours to 40 hours? <laughs> because I was kind of shocked myself too also when I submitted my names and then that was the first thing that was thrown to me, you know, are you, are you where you only can work a minimal hours? And, but that's not my, my intention. I like working. I put 26 years with the Gallup Police Department. I mean, within that, I hold the rank of lieutenant and I'm a salaried officer. So I've donated a lot of my hours, a lot of my hours, um, through the, to the community and to the officers. 
because uh, the officers are not able to sometimes function unless you're out there with them. You know, you got to support. You got to support your, 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 your subordinates that are out there. Because they, they, when they see you, they, they're at ease, you know. They're at ease and then, then they're willing to work for you. And, and then, which goes right into recruitment and retention. It, it, it's, it is a fact that all the agencies in the surrounding area and throughout the country, we're all short. And then what, what, what are we doing these days? We're stealing from one another. We're, we're pulling re lateral officers, re officers from one, one agency to another, you know? And then one thing is that I'm not sure if McKinley County, I haven't really looked into this, but McKinley County Sheriff, I don't know if they're just doing uh, uh, laterals again. Um, because I don't think that they do have a full recruitment uh, at, at this time. The reason why I say that is that my son uh, went over to McKinley County. He graduated from high school, went to school at UNM, got a uh, associate degree, and wanted to become an officer. At the same time, he said that he, he, he didn't want to go to Gal because I was there, so, uh, <laughs> you know? But he said that, that he wanted to, to try uh, with McKinley County first, and then after that was state police and then Navajo Nation. But he told me when he, got, he came back and kind of saddened because he was told, he was turned away the way I see it. It was turned away because they were only accepting lateral officers. McKinley County was only accepting lateral officers. How many people, how many, how many people, um, how many young kids that we have in our community that were turned away like my, my, like my son, you know? Those of you, that those that, that have gone and gotten the degree and everything else, like, you know? And then, and morale. Morale is very important. Morale comes from uh, the, the supervisors, you know? Accountability, making sure that they're there for their, for, their, for their officers, knowing what they go through and then supporting them, whatever it means, you know? That's how you heighten up the morale, is being with their, on, out on, on the street with. So my time is up, sorry. So. so three parts to your question. The first one is, will I work for t full time? Yes. <laughs> I already do 50 to 60 hour weeks now. I have no intentions of changing that. If I'm elected sheriff, I'm a hard worker. I'm dedicated to my job. I lead by example and I do the best I can to be there for the men and women that work for us. Um, the information that's been put out there is correct. Um, we have 32 certified deputies right now and a department that can hold 42, so we're short 10. But think about what these 32 are doing. There's 71,000 county residents, 5,456 square miles in McKinley County, and these 32 deputies are pulling it off. And it's not because they don't want to work there. We try to provide as much time as we can for their families, to give them time off, to spend time with their families, to keep them motivated and their morale high. What we're losing this to is the fact that everyone is competing statewide for the same law enforcement officers. APD, SPO, all of these other agencies are all shooting out letters to everybody who's got an email address saying we'll recruit you, we'll give you moving bonuses, we'll pay you more, all you gotta do is move from wherever you are. And so all of our rural community police departments and sheriff's officers are suffering from the same thing. And what Francie said is absolutely correct. Um, we can't be stealing from each other, right? Every time you start a campaign to, we'll give you a bonus, well then everybody leaves and goes there. Well, we'll pay you more and everybody leaves and goes there. And all we're doing is just trading back and forth. We need to find some medium for all of us to work on so that we're paying around about the same amount of money and that the, 
the person can pick the environment they want to work in. Do you want to work with city police? Do you want to work with county? Do you want to work with state police? But the fighting over money and positions has just got to end. At some point, it, it has to end. It's just not working. It's hurting all of us. But the one thing that I do want to say is we have a lot of folks working really hard. And whether you call them underpaid, whether they're sacrificing, whatever you want to call it, you cannot doubt that the Gallup Police Department, New Mexico State Police, and McKinley County Sheriff's Office is working the best they can with the staff that they currently have to protect everyone in McKinley County. So I don't, I don't think it would be a war of the agencies as much as it is we all need to actively recruit. So with that being said, um, we're already doing that. We, we are open for certified and uncertified. So if you're a certified law enforcement officer, we offer a little bit more pay. If you're uncertified, it's a little bit lower pay till we get you through the academy. We have a team of folks that's already out now um, working school events, community events, job fairs. We we're at the career day at Miami High School last week trying to actively recruit our community members to become a, a member of law enforcement in their community to protect the people that they love and the people that they want to serve. So that's it. Okay, if I'm gonna be full-time, there's no question on that. Like I said, you'll see me out in the public. Imagine your sheriff out there. It's him out there recruiting. It's him out there handling the calls. Um, you guys did mention some about multi-jurisdiction issues, right? Yes. Okay. There is a cross-commission already in place. Uh, that was implemented by Edmund Yazzie and during the term of Frank Gonzalez. That is not going away. That's always going to be there. It is there for emergencies um, when Navajo police is not available. Uh, and it's there to help the Navajo people. Okay. Full time. Um, back to that one again. Yes, I'll be out there. Um, my seven months being lieutenant indoors <laughs> it kind of got to me you know all my career i did patrol work you know i led from the front um the reason why i'm here is probably is the reason why is the people i led told me to run he said sarge lt you be good you ran a good shift you really care about us uh deputies you know your stuff you know the navajo law you know cross um commissioning issues you know that's why I'm here. Uh, morale, like I said, lead from the front. How you expect the guys to do what you tell them to do if you can't do it? I'll be out there. Um, I believe I'm capable of handling almost any incident. Um, like I said, I'm a certified instructor. I didn't mention that before. I've been through every SWAT school there is, um, uh, leading. Um, everything like that so I would be full-time I would be recruiting I'll be out there on the reservation helping the people and boosting morale so as for being a full-time sheriff yes and some of you are like well how are you gonna do that and you're running a full-time business all at the same time you know, well, 
my beautiful wife, Jerry, over there, who is 50% owner of the company, we came to an agreement that if I am elected as sheriff, that I would be able to concentrate working as the sheriff and she will concentrate on running Red Rock security. And so, um, you know, thank you for that. Love you. Uh, you know, so, uh, so being full-time as a sheriff, yes. You know, we'll be there full-time. I don't believe in, you know, being there part-time, you know, eight hours a month. Uh, for the salary that he's getting, you know, that's a pretty good chunk of change. Uh, you know, so, uh, you know, you earn what you get, everything. And uh, keeping and retaining people, you know, in this day and age, it's all about the money. Uh, if you can pay them to come and make it, you know, a sweeter pie, I mean, we've done that for years between Gallup PD and the uh, sheriff's office, who was who's making more money and everything there. So there was always a chance, you know, change for people coming over. But I remember when I first started with the sheriff's office, it took me forever to get hired on with the sheriff's office because nobody quit the sheriff's office. You know, they stayed there for years because of the morale. They didn't care what they got paid. They did it for the job and they did it for the camaraderie that we had with the sheriff's office. You know, I think people were there forever, uh, you know, the three of us that worked at the sheriff's office, it took us forever to be able to promote everything because nobody left. You know, the morality was there. You know, we cared about each other. We were a family. You know, so being the tip of the sword, everything, you know, that is my family. You know, you know, I bleed blue. I've always bled blue. Okay, ever since. It's always been a dream of mine to be a law enforcement officer. Everything I fulfilled that er, dream. Everything. Now I'd like to be the next sheriff of McKinley County. Everything, and I want to be a working sheriff. You know, being there. Um, you know, but bringing that morale back to where people want to come. They're not care. They don't care about what they're getting paid. They come there because they know that they cared for, they're loved, and brothers and sisters in blue. Everything. So thank you. And the question is, if I want to be full time, absolutely. Uh, when I was under sheriff, I think I proved that. I worked during the day. Nighttime, I was out taking calls, shagging calls, just like the guys, out writing citations. And they'd be like, why is the undersheriff out here? Because that's what I'm paid to do. It's not just you know, 8 to 5. It's 24-7. So I was out there on Saturdays, Sundays. I'd go out and handle calls. So I'm going to continue to do that if elected sheriff. Um, the biggest challenge I could see as far as is recruiting. We're all talking about that. I've seen that. Uh, when I was under sheriff, I really tried hard, and I did. I accomplished, I got some people that I actually went to school with, their kids and their grandkids, that we got them hired. So I, I, I love to see that, and that's what we need to do is recruit within our community so we can actually have people, who, the number one word is that care. They care about the community that they were born and raised in. That's what you want to hire. You don't want to hire somebody that doesn't care about our community. And if you can get them in and get them hired, and keeping them is obviously pay is always an issue. Um, obviously, you know, as the sheriff, you have to try to implement, you know, keeping up with surrounding agencies as far as the pay. Um, that's one of the ways you can keep them. And two, showing that you're going to lead by example. It goes back to the first question. If we go out there and we help them, we lead, we take calls, we do things that they're doing, then they're like, hey, the sheriff can do it, I can do it, and I'm going to stick around. And they, and they will do it. They'll, they'll actually... I've, you know, I've had younger deputies come to me and say, hey, you know, how many citations did you write tonight? Trying to keep up with me. So that's good. That's what you want. Um, 
Cost commissioning, this is a huge thing. It's a really delicate issue. I've been there. I've been at the table. I've seen the negotiation table. I've been to Windy Rock to hear what they had to say about it. They really, uh, the people want it. I'll tell you right now, the people in our community, they want to cross commissioning. But it's, it's not that easy because up, up in Windy Rock, I was told, why are, you, why are you here? What do you want? And we, we said, well, we want cross commissioning. And they're like, well, why do you want that? Well, because your people are asking for it. People are asking for it. They want to cross commissioning. So it can be done. It's not an easy thing. It's gonna, but it's going to take support from the community to back the sheriff to do it. Because the sheriff can't do it on his own. I've seen it happen already. The, the first issue that comes up in the county is, well, it's $1,500 per deputy for insurance. Well, and they're saying, well, we're not going to pay that. Um, so that's the issue. And every time you go to the chapter meeting, you get the same question. How come you don't cross commission? Why isn't the cross commissioning done? But it's going to take work to do that. It's going to take an effort, not just from the sheriff and under sheriff. It's going to take an effort from the community pushing the other politicians at the higher level to want to commission the cross commission. We can do it, but it's going to take some time. Thank you. All right, before I ask the last question, um, on behalf of the McKinley County Democrats and the Gallup McKinley County Chamber of Commerce, we'd like to thank our candidates for speaking tonight. And we would also encourage all of our audience, if you have questions this evening, to please stay so that you can talk to the individual candidates. So our last question is a multi-parter. So, do you believe that the sheriff has an obligation to determine a law's constitutionality before enforcing it? If so, do you pledge to disobey any laws you deem unconstitutional? And what laws would these be? One more time, Chris. Okay. Do you believe the sheriff has an obligation to determine a law's constitutionality before enforcing it? And if so, do you pledge to disobey laws that you find unconstitutional? And what would these laws be? Okay, so interpretation of the law is not left up to the sheriff, that's left up to the criminal justice system. So the sheriff is going to use, and his deputies are going to use the statute book that they've been given to charge to the best of their knowledge, to the best of their abilities with the information that they have before them, as well as contacting the district attorney's office to ask for an opinion whether somebody knows something more than they do. At which point the charges are filed, they're put through the courts, and it is ultimately the judges that determine whether the appropriate action was taken or the appropriate action was not taken. As far as constitution constitutionality of laws or laws that are in effect that we wouldn't do, um, the only one that I am aware of is just the Second Amendment Haven thing that we did for McKinley County to state that in the event that a law was passed that violated someone's constitution, constitutional rights, we would not abide by that. And I stand by that. If the law is passed that violates someone's constitutional rights, I will not uphold that. Uh, sheriff only answers the two things, the Constitution and the people that elected him. Thank you. I agree with both of them. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, yeah, the sheriff answers to the constituents of McKinley County. And as it comes to the Constitution, 
uh, we already have laws that are in place and if it, I agree with uh, James Mariano that if it, it violates our constitutional rights, then I will not support it. Uh, then we have to voice, you know, we have to use our voice and go up to Santa Fe and, you know, tell them that we don't agree with these laws that they're trying to impl implement here, you know, so like the Second Amendment. Uh, you know, so I'm a firm believer of the Second Amendment. It is our God-given right. You know, so uh, it's just... We can talk afterwards. Oh, yeah. yeah, okay. And, uh, you know, so uh, that's where I stand. You know, it's, it's a really touchy situation and because a lot of people have different opinions on this. Um, but as a sheriff, um, that's, that's, what you're, that's your oath. You protect the constitution of your community. So obviously you got to do it but you have to make sure that it falls within the, the federal, state, and local guidelines. And you also have to make sure that, um, you know, you reach out to, it was like Mariano said, on, as far as your DA, you meet with them. Uh, you're not gonna, just gonna do, you know, fly off half cocked and do something. You gotta make sure that you do it the right way. And also you have a, a county attorney who represents us. Um, obviously he'll be involved in that also. But you have to, it's, it's a diplomatic situation and it really depends on particular circumstance. But yes, that's what we're, that's what we're elected to do. Okay, thank you. Well, I'm also in an agreement because the, the constitution that we have, we live by those constitutions. It was uh, written a long time ago and, and, and it's gonna be there for a very long time. You know, when we were gone, and then it's something that we that reflects back on our families, and and our, our loved ones. You know, so uh, as far as the the for the search position, we there's the guidelines. I mean, we follow everything with the statute book. I mean, we follow the laws within the statute book, and then and the guidelines are there for for the sheriff, um, the elected sheriff. You know, we we have to abide by it. So I mean, it's black and white. There's no gray in between there. So you know. So, thank you. All right, thank you, gentlemen. Um, if you'd pass the mic back down to um, um, Mr. Henio, please. We will uh, now go to our three minutes of closing statements. You have three minutes um, to each, um, again, um, reemphasize any points you'd like to make, and uh, again, ask for the vote, okay? So we'll start with you. Okay, you guys heard why I'm running for sheriff. Uh, you know I'll be out there. You know I'll be patrolling. I'll be out there leading by example. Helping people. It's a calling. It would, uh, me as a Red House Kintajini, really make me proud to serve uh, citizens of McKinley County. Also, my relatives, which is the Apache, which is who I'm born for. And uh, my grandpa, my mom's side, he's Tango people. They always believe in what's right. Paternal grandpa would be proud. He was Hispanic. So that's what I'm going to say at the end of this. Um, the sheriff's office is running good now. Um, 
I got new ideas, always had good ideas. It's always room for improvement. When I started back in 1996, I went to the police academy in Phoenix. A little reservation boy ended up in Phoenix ah, with Navajo Nation. There they had something called community-oriented policing. That's been around forever. I think that should be what we strive for. Not quantity of work, but quality of work. I've always told my deputies that. I ain't looking for numbers. I'm looking at quality. Just talking to someone at the gas station, someone at the crime scene, or you don't have to write a penalty assessment. Give someone a warning, you know? But when you need to take action, take action um, from the front. Uh, that's why they, they like what I did. My shift, they thrived. I mean, we got commendations here and there. I can do the same with the sheriff's office. I know I can lead them that same way, everyone the same way. So that's what I got to say. Here you go, Matt. I'd like to thank you all for coming and listening to us all and hearing our point of views and um, where we would like to see the future of McKinley County. You know, um, we, I have been a big supporter of community policing, getting out and meeting with the public and involving the public, keeping the public informed as to what's going on with our local law enforcement, meeting with other agencies, working well with other agencies, because I mean, we're out there working the same job, working together, you know, thinking we need to be there in support of each other, okay? Um, you know, community policing is a really big uh, thing for me and getting developing programs and continuing on programs that are still going. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, keep it going. Let's, let's get, get, get it going getting more deputies out there, out on the streets, looking for that funding so we can get higher, you know, hire more deputies, working with the county to see if we can get better pay for these deputies because they are out there risking their lives on the line every night, every day, you know, to keep us safe so we can sleep good at night. Um, you know, working well with the Navajo Nation. Uh, when I ran the last time uh, running for sheriff, uh, working and going out and meeting with the chapter houses. You know, I wanted to see about getting with the Navajo Nation leaders and the Navajo chapters and de de developing a program, you know, a uh, constable program. That way, out there on the reservation, you know, they have a faster response time and these constables can be cross-trained, uh, not as a law enforcement officer, but, you know, uh, having semi-law enforcement powers, but also in medical or EMS, you know, being a first responder and getting faster service out there to our uh, reservation communities. Uh, so I'm looking forward to being able to work with the Navajo Nation on that if they're willing to. And then work, you know, uh, and being out there for our communities, our county communities, being out there in Rama, uh, Theroux, Crown Point, uh, Tohatchee, you know, uh, Sabanito, Sagai, how many know where Sagai is? Pueblo Pintado, okay? Being on, in all those areas and, and making sure our citizens and hearing their voices, seeing what it is that they need and that they want, because everybody's important to me. Okay, and I appreciate your vote on June 7th. Matt Hubanks. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank everybody for having me tonight. 
and uh, I appreciate your vote on June 7th. Um, one of the things I like to do for our, our department here, well, first of all, I just want to go back to where, why I'm here. My family's been here, like I said earlier, uh, six generations. Um, originally, they came here to, I don't know, a lot of you people probably don't remember because I'm, I'm dating myself now, but Gibson, Gibson was what brought us here. Gibson was a mining town north of Gallup. My grandfather and my grandmother were Native American and they came here. And this, that's why I ended up being born here in Gallup. Um, if I was the elected sheriff, I would have an open forum, just like we're doing tonight, on a regular basis, where people could come and ask questions, be involved. Uh, that way we have transparency on the sheriff's department. And that's huge, because transparency is a huge thing right now in 2022. Everybody wants it, everybody's asking for it. And if we have these open forums where they could come and talk to the sheriff, that's huge, in my, in my opinion. Now, um, one of the things I like to do, which, you know, it just comes w with the job. Instilling integrity, accountability, and transparency. Those are huge uh, in our, and I love to recruit, like I said earlier, individuals who actually care about our community. Our community that they were born and raised in, they want to be deputies, that to me, that's another huge. We need to really open that door for these individuals. Um, and, and most importantly, do the job. If, if you're elected sheriff, if I'm elected sheriff, do the job. Be there to do the job. Um, and just, this is not eight to five. It has to be 24-7. Um, you have to put all your time into it. You gotta be out in the street, you gotta be meeting people, you gotta go to chapter meetings. You gotta go to open forums when you're invited to go. You gotta be there. That's what the sheriff does. Because people have concerns in the community. They can't, and that's one of the reasons I would do an open forum. Because if they have an open forum, they can actually come and meet with us and ask us questions. If anything pops up that they, need, they want to know about, there's some things that we can't tell you about. Obviously, if it's a disciplinary thing or something like that, um, we can't. But what we can tell you, we will. And that's what we have to do. I mean, it, we're not that big of a community. I think there's 78,000 people right now, in, give or take, in um, McKinley County. These people really want to know what's going on in their sheriff's department. And if we have an open door policy, we can let them know this is what we want. But I really appreciate your time tonight. Um, I hope I answered some of your questions. If you have any more questions, contact me, and I will answer, because I said I do have a plan, and I will tell you more about that plan. Okay, thank you very much, and have a great evening. So, if I'm elected, there were some things I'll be concentrating on. First of all, it's gonna be management. Management within the organization of the police, of the uh, sheriff department. And concentrating on the, the leaders, educating them. I think that we, we, we have all these trainings here that, that are among us and all that, but we need to educate our, our leaders, our sergeants, our lieutenants, and everything else, and, and get them rolling into thinking about this organization as a business, you know? And, and, and further down the line, you know, the, the, it's a good idea to, to educate them so they can mentor other people, you know? Sooner or later, we'll all be stepping down, retiring, all that, what, what are we gonna leave behind, you know? We wanna make sure that the person that's, that, that, that's working for us, we wanna mentor them. Maybe they wanna do, be in the same boat that we are up there as a, as, a, as a leader, you know? But we need to concentrate on that. And second of all is just pro, uh, proactive patrolling. 
out on the street. We have roads, state roads that go up and down these reservations in the county, you know. I mean, there's nothing wrong with just patrolling with the, those, uh, those county roads. That's what they like to see. That's what they want. And furthermore, is like that I'm fluent in Navajo, and, I, and then I can go back to these chapters and then and, and explain to our elderly what they want to know. They have a lot of questions out there. And some of them don't like to, don't, don't understand the English, you know? And, and, and that's the one thing about it, isn't it? That when I visit one of my, uh, one of my sisters, uh, that was brought up, you know? He, this individual, I mean, one of our leaders up here at the, at the Navajo Nation was speaking to the community in English when an elderly came up on, on, on the phone and says, I don't understand what you're saying. I don't understand what you're trying to tell me. Even though he was told that, he still went on, you know, those are the things that I think that, that we'll, I will focus on is, as if I'm elected for sheriff, okay? So vote for me, Francis Martinez on seven. Thank you. So I am humbly asking for your support to become the next sheriff of McKinley County because I want to continue the things that we're already doing at the sheriff's office. For anybody who follows us on Facebook or watches as articles come out in the newspaper, we have several great programs that are going and we want to keep moving forward with those. Our internship program, which I talked to you folks about earlier, we have underage alcohol enforcement that's going on. We just started the warrant roundup thing back in October and I think since then we picked up 187 bench warrants to try to bring people back in and make sure that victims get their day in court. We've been doing school presentations since we've gone back to in-person learning. Along with that, we've been doing canine sweeps at the schools to help reduce the drug issues that we're having in all McKinley County schools. And it's not just Gallup. We were out in Navajo, we were down in Zuni, we were out in Theroux. We're hitting as many of the 33 county schools as we can because they're asking for that assistance and we wanna be there for them. We're also working joint operations with agencies, um, both with drugs and with alcohol enforcement, and we wanna continue to do that as a multi-agency operation to continue to work with our fellow agencies to fix things. And something I wanna to touch on personally is we've been doing active shooter response classes in the schools, and Matt has also been doing those as well. We've been out teaching over a 1,000 teachers over the last several semesters, minus our break for COVID, and it has been amazing to see as our teachers stand up and figure out how they're gonna guard and defend our children when they went to school for education is beyond me. And I support them and we wanna be out there. That's why I take that one on personally, to go out, to visit the schools, to see the students, to teach the staff and to be there for them. We also offer Stop the Bleed classes, which myself and two other instructors do for schools, churches, private agencies, companies, at no charge to the community because your tax dollars to get us those instructorships. So. Again, I'm humbly asking for your vote because this is my passion. Law enforcement is my passion. This office and the sheriff's office and the folks that work there are my family, and I want to continue with them for four more years. Thank you. Each of our candidates has done a wonderful job. I want to again thank our partners at uh, McKinley County Democrats. I hope this isn't the end of a partnership. I think we've had a good time tonight and done well. I hope you've enjoyed the evening. Hopefully we've stirred up some conversation, maybe a few more questions. I'm sure the, que the candidates will be sticking around for a few minutes to um, set up either times to meet with you or answer questions here this evening. It is our intention 
to hold some forums on the other races that are being held. Um, um, I know we have a lot of people in the assessor's race. That is an important race. All of the offices are, are important. Um, we have a contested representative seat. Um, we want to make sure that, that we have a forum for that. We have a magistrate judge. So we're, we're going, we are working toward building uh, another forum that will hopefully capture um, some of that. We also know that it takes time to do this, right? So you got five candidates, I think, in the assessor's race. What do we have, seven? Six. Six. So if you give everybody just three minutes to talk, you know, the next thing you know, we're into midnight and the next day. And so um, it's, 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 it's tough to get this coordinated when we've got the number of candidates that we have. However, that being said, I, I feel blessed that we have this many candidates and have this kind of choice and that people are stepping up to, to take this on. To each of you gentlemen, thank you for being here tonight. Um, we do know this, I believe, there will be a race that continues in this sheriff's contest in June because Mr. Penio is running as a Republican, so the, the race will not be decided until November. That is provided he votes for himself. <clears throat> so we'll see how that shakes out. But, but uh, again, thank you to all of you for being here tonight, for giving up your evening. For all of you who have been here, thank you. Remember, this will be on Facebook. It will be on KGLP Saturday evening at 5 o'clock. Correct, Rachel? And uh, I guess we're expecting a story in the Gallup Independent tomorrow, Richard. Uh, tomorrow, maybe Friday. Friday. Friday's Independent. Thank you, Richard Reyes, for being here from the Gallup Independent as well. Um, to everybody at uh, McKinley County Democrats, thank you. Marianne has informed me that in a few weeks we are going to in May. Is, May, there will be a gathering of state candidates who are running for office, and that's folks for the attorney general, folks for governor, folks for lieutenant governor, all of that. So um, keep your ears peeled for that, and we'll try to keep you posted at the chamber as well. For all of you following us tonight on Facebook, thank you. Everybody, please stay safe, and remember, get out and vote. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>